Episode 25. 25, my friend. Jason's too busy right now. Y'all making money, son. I'm not. (laughs) How you feeling? You good? Dude, I'm awesome, bro. That's great to hear. How are you? I'm great. I got to be honest with you. I got a little little, uh, uh, worried about myself a few weeks ago, though. You back? I'm back. I, I needed that. I needed to step away for a minute. Like I said, man, it was just going so fast, so quickly. So quick. I started feeling burnt out. I started it, it. It just became like I I got tired of playing the same fucking shit for a minute, yeah. dude. Even though I love these Wednesday parties that we're doing, it was just like again, I'm not acclimated to being in a fucking club five days a week, right? But you better get it soon. I know. I needed some time off. I needed to breathe. I needed to take in some of the fresh air. Did you breathe? The weather broke a little bit, so yeah. it was like you know, so hot the last few weeks that I had to go out in the woods and you know, smoke some pot and listen to my hippie music and and see my people at the parking lot at the Grateful Dead shows. Oh, the show is awesome, amazing. John Mayer is an he really is shining, and I hate to admit that. Because he's John Mayer, but yeah, it's great to see the dead. I'm a huge Grateful Dead fan. I know it's not the dead; it's Dead and Company. But to just be able to, I needed that time to to reset everything, and I and I actually had that time this weekend to reset. I like that. And I came in. I felt even my first day back was was I with you Friday? I mean Saturday. Yeah, I was with you Saturday. I thought I had a, a fucking amazing set. It's because I just needed I just something so simple as that. Taking two days for myself, mm-hmm. usually. My therapist goes, so what do you do for yourself when you're not working? What do you do for Jason? And I go, I'm working so much on my two days off, I don't fucking leave the couch. Yeah. He goes, but that's not really. Doing for yourself. No, doing. I don't take vacations. I don't have vacation days. I've been on two vacations. I'm, 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 I'm old, but I'm not that old. But. In my whole career, I've probably been on two vacations. My entire like Disney World, and I went to Jamaica once. That's it, bro. Yeah, you need a vacation. I don't have insurance. I don't have vacation days. I don't get paid time off. If I take a gig off, that's somebody else that could step in and take that gig away from me. You still need your downtime, though. You, you need do, but it's just like, so I needed that. I feel great. I'm ready to roll, man. I like that. I'm ready to start the new week. Got a whole week lined up i'm with uh, i'm at uh, empire tonight for that wednesday party that i love shout out to everybody that comes out wednesdays at empire in boston tomorrow i'm with fabulous uh it's tomorrow thursday yeah friday i'm with i'm at empire again and saturday i'm at the grand in boston and sunday i'm at memoir in boston i like so, that yeah that's solid week solid week with my friends chase b's with you on sunday yeah 
We're actually in a, a little group chat together. We actually never met. Ooh. So it'd be nice to meet him. Uh, he used to do Thursday nights at Up and Down with my friend Justin Crow. Shout out Justin Crow. And uh, they're, they, you know, Chase had had his own party on Thursday. <laughs> I believe it was Thursdays. I could be wrong. Justin, let me know if I'm wrong. So I'm excited for that. You know what I mean? It'll be a dope weekend. It's, it seems like it's going to be a hip-hop re- weekend. I like that. For me, I think uh, so. But I'm going to play some well weird shit tonight, and I'm going to play some old weird shit on Friday and Saturday. But Sunday is going to be hip-hop, so yeah, that's what's up, man. I like that. Well, yeah. let's get into the question of the week. Speaking of the week. Yeah, man. I, I really, the, Jeff, these questions are great from you guys, man. Like, these questions are good. And I have uh, an add-on I, question. I'm going to go to okay. my DMs real quick. All right. So go ahead. Hit with the first question. As you know. This is amazing. We love to party. We do? What's the best hangover cure? Because we are experts at partying. We are expert drinkers. What is your go-to? I don't get paid to DJ. I get paid to drink. <laughs> Samesies. Okay, this is a great question because there's been so many attempts. Yes, because all we want to do is figure this fucking question out. Hundred percent. Best hangover cure. I, I kind of went away from it, and I tried different things. I first, when I was younger, I which was like five years ago. <laughs> I would do the Advil thing. Take yeah. go home after drinking. Take Advil. Wake up feeling okay. Take another Advil. I stopped doing that for some reason because I thought I needed electrolytes. Electrolytes. I found a, in Vegas they had these hangover pill drinks that you drink, and they really worked. And all that's in it is potassium, so it's like almost just eat a banana. So then I started doing the banana electrolyte thing, and now I'm back. Oh, charcoal too. Charcoal yeah. really helps because it sucks it up absorbs absorbs it, everything. Yeah. You know what I mean? Charcoal, the best hangover cure, f- cure for me is fucking water and Advil. For sure. Pedialyte. Pedialyte too, but I... a double cheeseburger. Ooh, that greasiness. <laughs> oh. My yeah. favorite hangover cure... My favorite hangover cure would probably be a Philly cheesesteak. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Boyaka shot. <laughs> Take that one, Rick Ross. Yeah, yeah Pedialyte and, and something greasy is the way to go. Oh, man. And then, like, 8 o'clock at night, you start, like, oh, that was a bad idea. <laughs> Milk was a bad idea. Yeah. That's amazing. Well, so what's your question? So, oh, I didn't find it, bro. What's the second one over here? The second one is is for you. Okay. Well, it could be for me, too. I, I like how you say that. It sounds so, like... Guess what, Jason? I have a gift. It's for you. It sounded so Christmassy. Like, like well, here's your here's your you Christmas. Should be a good present. Santa. You should be a good Santa. Well, if I my beard is getting kind of white. I mean, we could we could color it, dude. Yeah, we could. You're not as fat as you were, so it's like <laughs> not gonna be really like a fat, a jolly old man. No, you'd just be like a medium jolly old man. <laughs> medium. <laughs> What's the best way to get ready for a long set? I I've often. And I've been behind the scenes. I've seen you stretch it out. I've seen you fix some crates. Yeah, I I do a lot. (sighs) Do you stretch every night? I stretch every morning for sure. But before the sets? Yeah, I try to stretch. Um, You know, I've been doing this a long time. And and bending, you know, the equipment's always not to this 
greatest height in the world. So I, I, it reflects back to me seeing this dude in my neighborhood in Astoria. And I used to see him walking down the street all the time. And he'd walk. And he had a hunchback and just looked at the sidewalk. And yeah. when he'd cross the street, he'd have to stop and, like, lift his head up. But his back didn't move. And I was like, fuck. That could be me, dude. I was like, I got to fix this. So, you know, I try to – I'm working on my posture. Ricky is a good friend of mine, Ricky Greenstein. And he's like, dude, your posture sucks. <laughs> oh, mine's terrible. Oh, so I'm trying to work on that so much. So stretching helps that and helps me not, you know, do so much. And I, fi- I, do, I do fix a lot of crates as far as, like, always oh, – a good thing is – I started playing in the technology for speakers have changed over the years. Mm-hmm. So if you play like a little, a, a smaller bit rate of a song and compare it to a 320 bit rate song, you could hear the difference. So as far as fixing crates goes, that's what I try to do. I try to clean it up. At one point, if you typed in tribe called quest scenario, you're yeah. going to get 12 <laughs> MP3s of it. That's pretty ridiculous. You clean that up. Yeah, man, I had to. It's taken years, years. You don't even know. And then I got so anal to the point where I'm adding like the album artwork and shit. It's like so dumb. What the fuck is wrong with me? <laughs> That's why I'm in therapy. <laughs> oh, the question. Oh, the card carver. Your boy. Oh yeah. Shout out the card carver. Shout out Tommy. Tommy Fellows. So he had a question for you and me, Donda, or. What was Drake's? See, I don't even know Drake's. What was Drake's? Certified, album? Certified lover, lover, boy. lover Boy. Which one was it for you, Jeff? C, none of the above. <laughs> <laughs> if uh, it ain't Rick Ross, I ain't trying to hear this yeah. shit. Uh, they were both all right. I mean, I like Donda, um, but it's it's too ahead of its, well, not ahead of its time, but it, I think it's trying to be too ahead of its time. Certified Love Boy is just gonna. I'm gonna hear it for like ten more years, so I didn't really listen to it that much. Um, Which one did you like better? My answer would be Kanye's Donda. Yeah. The reason being, I want. I, I've spoken about this on the show before. I am a Drake fan. Yeah, lyrically dope. Somebody wrote the best thing the other day. Somebody wrote Kanye is the best beats. Drake has the best verses. That should be the best of both worlds. We thought, oh, imagine. Drake on Kanye beats. I thought Nas being on Kanye beats was fire. Drake. Yeah. Maybe they're setting up this beef is just setting Maybe up it for is. this. Oh, my God. All right. So let me, I picked Donda because every, I didn't know where it was going. It was like a fucking adventure book. Like, ooh, what's going to happen next? What's, what's going to happen? Drake, by the second song, I was like, oh, my God. I know what's going to happen. Every song, respect the Drake. Smart dude. He makes music for women. I DJ for women. I get it. Drake made an album for that purpose. Yeah. It was intimate. I felt Kanye's album was more intimate. Mm-hmm. And it was just... Dude, that jail record with... uh with Is that the right Jay-Z. Record? No. The one with Buju. I think it's Buju. Is it Buju Bantan on it? No. Dude, I'm telling you. Oh, was the fucking uh? I mean, looking up shit. It was the one that with the Lauren Hill sample. Oh yeah, that's an awesome sample. Yeah, but I think Buju is on that. Believe what I say, it is. 
there's a part where the record completely changes up and goes into like a reggae part. Really? I got to listen to it again. See, I don't even know if Bougie Dude, was, wow. it's fucking right, dope. Go, we'll you never know what's going to happen True. with Kanye's albums and, and with with this with Donda and you kind of like by the third song you're like, "All right, I get it, Drake." It's like, "Who hurt right, you?" Right. <laughs> But I did have the opportunity to listen to the Andre 3000 Kanye record. Did you hear that yet? I haven't heard that yet. It's oh, a good one. My God, Andre 3000 is a fucking beast. Yeah, that's why. That's why Drake did that because he thought it was a great record and it needed to be heard. Yeah, it, they said it was record of the year. Wow, I gotta hear that one, we'll, dude. We'll it's right so fire. Yeah, man. So that's. That's that's the questions of the week. I love that. Questions awesome. Of the week. One time, all our fans, please keep writing us, man. Thank, Thank you, you for the questions. I got hit up on my DM. I love it. Keep the questions coming. I hope we answered them well for you, man. With that being said, yeah. Check out my guy. Well, if you don't know by now, it's Jeff London and I's favorite segment of the show is Dirty Yelp Reviews. (laughs) Terrible Yelp Reviews about nightclubs, bars, and everything in between. We should... And we should do a one with the jails that I said. The Yelp Reviews of jails. It's so funny. We should start a Yelp Review of bathrooms. That could be a good one, actually. Yeah. All right, let's go, dude. All right, Nick G. Nick A. <laughs> one star is too much. You mob couldn't organize a route in a brothel with a fistful of 50s. Useless as tits on a bowl. The security was rude to guests for no reason and physically pushing guests. <laughs> if you want a bad experience and to be mucked around, then come to this bar. Absolutely disgraceful. <laughs> Wow, Jeff, that was really good. I hope they put this one on the screen because one star is too much. <laughs> and you mob couldn't organize with N-I-S-E. Yeah. That's not. That's how you spell it. No, it's not. Isn't there a Z in organize? <laughs> Hurley. That's like the English way of, like the British way of saying, spelling really? it. Really? Maybe it's from Britain. I don't know. England. Maybe. Guess I'm fucking wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Look, I learned something today. What'd you learn today? I learned organized in the British way. Like, where the fuck did you come up with? Where would you, what do you go to? What do you, like, how did you come up? Well, it's like they spell color differently. It's C. How do you know this? Did you live there? No, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Hurley. That's amazing. One time for Hurley, dog. All right, we got another one. Let's go. Sarah G. So bad. Like, show bad. So, so bad. Like, so <laughs> bad. I need a new word for bad. Came here for a young money party. Was on the press list. Was ushered in. All right. Seems like so far so good. In and out and in and out. Having to go through security each time. And was felt up beyond belief by security. Finally, Drake and Tiger are up in VIP. So I get to go. So I get. Go to get escorted back. This huge bouncer denied me entrance, even after Young Money publicist says let tells him to let me through. I show my press ID. I moved up one step, and the bouncer grabbed my arm, cursed me out, and threw me down the stairs. Sorry, I'm not some groupie and trying to get in VIP. If this is how you treat professionals, I don't even want to know what it would be like. Been like as a regular patron here. 
the owners of blank should be ashamed of themselves. First of all, I don't even think it was like their situation. I think that was Drake's or Tiger's security. hundred percent. Yeah. If you're gonna if you're gonna get that close to an artist that's coming in, that's probably likely not the club security. <laughs> yeah. And you're showing your press ID like I'm part of the press. Yay, let me in. Yay. <laughs> Sarah denied. Denied. We need a womp womp womp. <laughs> All right. The final one we got Lewis. Oh my god, this one's amazing already, I can tell. That shit is whack ass fucking fuck. <laughs> fucking fuckery there. Entrance whack. Dance floor whack. Table service whack. Sound quality whack. Booth service whack. First time there last night. And that shit was the last because that shit was, well, whack. It says W A C K. Whack. That needs to be a new song right there. Shit is whack. Shit is whack. Fuckery, fuckery there. Entrance whack. Dance floor whack. Table service whack. Sound quality whack. Booth service whack. Whack. Shit is wiggity wiggity whack. Oh man. That was good, Jeff. Man, you always knock out the box. Yeah, we got we got an interview this week, right? We got an interview with a legend. My good New York, friend. And Jason's good friend from New York City. James Wang, y'all. One time. Woo. My friend for over ten years. Over ten years, man. I call you Boogie. I love it. All my OGs only, call me only, Boogie. Only your real friends call you Boogie, That's right? it. Very true. So the reason why I, I wanted to have my good friend James Wang on the show was, one, because he's an amazing man. Two, I thought it would be awesome to fu- to see the difference between what James does, what you do, the difference between nightclubs in New York, and the, the way we do it in Boston. You know what I mean? Right. So Absolutely. I thought it would be a great combo. So, Well, first of all, welcome. Real quick. Yeah, I don't want to. So when when people call Boston a secondary city, is that offensive? No, no, no. I'm from Philadelphia originally. So like when people say secondary city, I actually take that with like pride, you know, like it's not New York. It's not L.A. You know what I mean? It's not even Miami, obviously. Right. No, right. I but think all those cities have their own swag in different, totally different ways. Yeah. But I think Boston, I mean, it's still up there in terms of nightlife is getting better in terms of nightlife is. Totally so up there in terms of sports. The, <laughs> sports, yeah, yeah different story. Ask me, like, what the difference is between, like, a city like Boston or Philadelphia as opposed to New York is that, you know, there's a certain level of, like, refinement that, like, that this city has that other cities just can't do. It's just, like, impossible. You know what I mean? Like, you could have, like, the tightest place in Philadelphia. It just wouldn't work. No, you the same I mean? thing up like, here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because people, people, like, you know, people think differently. They don't want to pay x amount of money or they don't right. want to dress up a certain way you know what i mean like you, you definitely get people going to the club wearing sandals sometimes right but we don't yeah, allow, but that, we but don't yeah, allow yes, it but, but we have if for instance if you came to one of our high-end venues and you had sandals on instead of losing you as a client completely we have other places where we could pay place you right right yeah i just wouldn't know anywhere to put, put people like that you know so like part of what i do is like i educate people on how it is to go out in new york city right because some places are um, like I. <clears throat> all right, I love taking care of people. Like whether it's you know Joe Schmo that has a hundred dollars to spend, or or you know douchebag A who's looking to spend ten k. Right. Mm-hmm. I think that you know everybody should enjoy themselves. You know when they go out, and when someone calls me, whether it's like some someone sliding in my DMs on Instagram, 
or some a good friend who, who's entrusting me with with you know their birthday or a special night you know i try to treat everything with with the same type of mentality you know like they want to go out and enjoy themselves i love whether that. It, they, they can do yeah. it with me or they can do it at the bar around the corner right i like to give people a realistic expectation of what to expect you know what i mean and i don't want to belittle anyone whether like i said the budget's a hundred dollars or a thousand dollars or ten thousand dollars i've done it all you can possibly imagine so like yeah so to explain what i do i take care of people you know i love that people that's it that's amazing and it happens to be it happens to be in nightlife and that's how higher end nightlife yeah yeah and you've been in this business for so long and i've seen so many people come and go so quickly and there's a reason why you're still here and others aren't because mm-hmm. I'm a fucking cockroach. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> Not only that, but you're a great you know? dude, man. And, and you're and, and you I, take I, your I job seriously. Things. If, the, if the world ended today, there'd be two things le- left standing, right? Cockroaches and Marky. <laughs> I mean, That's I mean, pretty good. I mean, that, I mean that in a good way. So, so, no, go, so going in on that, so the past three months, how has New York nightlife been? You know, I, I, I make this analogy as well a lot. Anyone who asks me, like, oh, my God, New York City's back. You know, I'm sure you see that. Like, oh, my God, New York City's back. Like, it's thriving. I'm like, it's always been here. We just we just haven't had the opportunity to, to open. You know, we have mm-hmm. to, you know, follow the rules and, like, you know, do your part and all that you know, rhetoric, which, you know, I agree for the most part. Um, mm-hmm. Our industry was hit harder than, you know, like you, you guys understand. Our industry was hard, hit harder than anybody else. Oh, yeah. We had we no support from anything. Yeah, exactly. What we do is what we weren't supposed to do last year. You know, bring people together, drinking, dancing together indoors. Yeah. What we do is not essential. So bartenders, promoters, busboys, waitresses, DJs, managers, whatever. Like we were forgotten. And a lot of people pivoted to other things. So like and then there's some of us who kind of like, you know, stayed low and just focused on different things. And then when we had the opportunity to, to do so. We try to do it, you know, like, you know, New York City, we had, you know, 12 a.m. shut off indoors, and then 10 p.m., yeah. and then close, right. and then 11 p.m., and then 12 a.m., and then 4 a.m., right? And, like, people are wild. People are wild. You know, it's it's like, you know, they always say the roaring 20s. Yeah, it is the roaring 20s, but at the end of the day, I like to say it's like being a drug dealer at a rehab. You know, like people, <laughs> wow. people are wild, man. It's, I, it's, I agree. I, I, I'm not, I'm not saying I'm like something special or anything, but like, it's like being a hot girl, right? Like you ever look at a hot girl's DMs? It's yeah, fucking yeah, it's wild, crazy. right? You yeah. just wild. see my DMs. It's my insane DMs, stuff that they have, get sent to them. I have a few porn star friends and then one time they showed me their DMs. I'm like, Jesus Christ, really? <laughs> it's crazy. It's like a you men's I mean? bathroom. It's fucking yeah. wild. And it's the same thing for me. People... People want to go out. People like are thirsty, you know, like people and and not only that, but people want to spend money. It's like they just like it's not it's not the same. Like like number one, there's fewer fewer venues open and and there's so you know, like the most recent one opening is the blonde. The blonde just opened up like two weeks ago, right? You know, like three weeks ago yeah. officially. And now, you know, like and they were the last entrance. And then, you know, hopefully, you know, something like the box will open at some point this year, if, if not early next year. Um but yeah, I mean, like when whenever anything opens up, whether it's something that was kind of like has been like a venue, you know, like something that was like not as dope as it used to be, like when they open up, it was like crack. You know, people are like, oh yeah, right. When Catch Roof opened up, like, and I was catch. Don't get me wrong. When Catch Roof opened up, they did numbers with like a quarter room of just the outdoor area, and I was like, what? People are spending that money out just 
outside. Yeah, we we we, we even see it here. The that we had one of the best months ever uh, last month, and it's just of people just wanting to go out and spending. I I agree on that. It's it's pretty it's pretty crazy. The mentality is like you know, like I said. I mean, the optics are what they are, and. You know, like before, if you went out last year, people like you had to hide it from your story. You like the very DL, but now people are like, you know what? Let's go. Like, you know, I mean, New York City has been over it for the most part. And if you're not, like, hey, don't go out. Like, right, right, right. Exactly. Everybody has that I mean, option. Yeah. Don't go out. Like, I'm sorry. Like, let let people enjoy themselves. And and I, uh, a big part of what I'm, you know, <laughs> you know, when people say, oh my God, New York City's back. And I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I'm bringing it back one bottle of Casamigos at a time, you know, one bottle. <laughs> there is, there reposado. is, legit, there is <laughs> a legit, a Reposado shortage because of this guy. Yeah. So you. we're having uh, this shortage up here yeah, also. Yeah. Oh my, it's wild, man. Yo, I was at Little Sister last night. They're like, yo, we're out of, we're out of tequila. Yeah. It's crazy. It's, out of tequila. Yeah. it's like only high end stuff. Cause that's, that's expensive. Right. But anything like, like Casamigos or like anything like that. I mean, you have to drink Patron. Ugh. Those days are over for me, thank yeah. God. So, so how'd you get started in nightlife? You say you're from Philly. Did you get started in Philly, or you were you just starting in uh, New York? Um, originally, I got started because uh, I was an attorney in college, and you know, like basically, all you have to do is just go and try to bring freshman girls to the to the frat house, right? And uh, it kind of evolved from there, where it was like I really got into music, and I would burn mix like mix CDs, you know, like MP3s and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. So I would make like. I would make like the CDs for the, for like the, the, the late nights. We call them late nights like, where you play beer pong and flip cup with girls. Right. Just yeah, yeah. After parties. So, yeah. You're basically trying to get girls drunk. So you like hook up to be honest. Right. <laughs> um, so that's where it started. But after I graduated, it kind of like, you know, I, I went back to Philadelphia and I was, I was looking for jobs and I was just going out and obviously I had, I had no money. Um, you know, I'd like, I could afford a beer and maybe a shot. That was like my budget. Right. But we went out so much, me and my friends, that were like, yo, why don't we do parties? You know, like, we know people. I know DJs. And it started kind of like off, like 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 that, just bare bones. Just you invite, we invite some friends. We charge, like, $10 at the door. And, yeah. like, hopefully we hopefully have, like, 200 bucks, like, you know, so we can, like, go out, <laughs> you know? Yeah, uh, that's a very organic, that. was, very organic, yeah. It was it was honestly a love of music and, and just, like, trying to, like, meet people because you're so young and you just want to meet people. Right. You want to like it, it wasn't even networking at the time. You know, you're like you're not even thinking of like networking. No, you, you know? just want to have fun. Yeah. You're, yeah. You're just you're just like you're just looking to have fun. Um, so that's how it started. And, um, you know, I would throw these parties like once a month, twice a month. And like, um, you know, in Philadelphia. But when I moved to New York, I had to leave that behind because I, I came to New York to work um, at a design firm. And, you know, that was my focus. My focus was my, on my job. Um, my focus was not on throwing parties, but. You know, people knew that I threw parties in Philadelphia and they were like, yo, why don't you help us out? And um, and I think Jason knew me at, at this time, but I was like, it was it was the Asian scene. So it wasn't even the scene that I'm doing now. And like basically, you know, I met these Asian promoters and they were they were like, yo, like, you know, we know what you do, we would love to have you on. And like, you know, they would you know, made me like a partner with their parties and um and it started like that. And I did that for a couple of years and like once a week, twice a week sometimes, and um I found it to be very uh, monotonous. It was just very like, it was like the same people. Right. I, I was going to the same venues. I wasn't exposed to anything else. Like I remember, I mean, Jason used to come, come to this club with me, but it was called Pink Elephant on 27th Street. Oh, one of and my like, favorite. I think I remember to go Thursday. It was one of my favorites, like yeah. legendary road. But honestly, like, I have this still. Like, 
Oh, I miss that room. That room was so fun, I mean, dude. So, like, you know, I got I got exposed to, like, a Wednesday night. And I remember thinking to myself, people go on Wednesdays? Like, I all I knew was, like, Thursday happy hour, right. Friday, Friday Saturday. Saturday. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. all I knew, which is, which is the case in a lot of secondary cities, right? They don't have weekday stuff, right? If you do, a, like, a Monday, Tuesday, that's, like, wild. You know, like, like who goes out? But New York City, it's, like, seven days a week. Mm-hmm. Oh, of course. So I found it. I got intoxicated. I was like, holy sh- what is this? What is this? Who are these people? And like, it's a totally this- different scene too from the what weekend is- and the weekdays. What is, what is this yeah. music that I'm hearing? Yeah, yeah. You know, like every, and, and I just got so intoxicated with it that I wanted, I left the other scene behind because I was like, this is new. This is exciting. Like, I want to be a part of this somehow. Right. Yeah, yeah. And luckily I got fast tracked because the owner of that place, Bobby, Bobby Montway, um, he took me under his wing. For some reason, he just like really genuinely liked me and he he let me sit at his table which is the owner's table right and like people treated me different because of this guy because this right. guy was the owner and i got to sit with him and do whatever i want so i was i was like and at that time like i didn't even understand the concept of what like like promoting was because i came from that background of philadelphia where it's like you know you invite your friends they, they wait in line they pay cover some people don't pay cover but like most people pay cover right and you go and buy your own drinks you know what i mean like you're not like like here's a here's a table yeah like bottles. Bottles, yeah, you know what yeah. i mean like it wasn't even like that and so i got exposed to that there i remember just thinking to myself i mean you're with the owner so you're drinking like the top end stuff you're not drinking those shitty 10 dollar bottle of vodka so i'm sitting with the owner with like magnums of moet and like fucking like gray goose and whatever right people didn't even drink tequila at the time it was like jameson and um i got really fat because like i was drinking like vodka tonics you know what I mean? <laughs> 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 it's like an open bar right you yeah just, like, you don't know you're like, oh, yeah, champagne you know, so I got like chubby cheeks at the time. If you look back in the day, um, so I got exposed to that. So <clears throat> I didn't even know what it was, and he was kind of like, "Yo, James, take my table. I'm not, I'm not coming in tonight." I'm like, "Take your table? What does that mean?" Like, you know what I mean, so I would be like calling like every bad girl that I knew, which right. I didn't know that many at the time. <laughs> and I would just be like, you know, I only knew it's funny. I only knew Asian girls at the time, right? Because I was coming from the Asian party scene. So like, I like pick like the top, the top, you know, like the hottest girls that I knew. <laughs> And like I created like a super group. I swear to God, it was like the hottest fucking Asian girls in New York City. And um, people like noticed, you know, they're like, yo, what are you doing? Like Friday nights or Saturday nights. I'm like, I don't know. I'm just here hanging out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> you, yeah. get paid? you can get paid by bring, just bringing just girls. Like don't people have to pay cover? You know what I mean? So it was like a, it was like a learning experience. And that was, um, I think that was like 2007. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, yeah, I left my job uh, subsequently, not because of anything related to that. It was just, I was over it. And then I never looked back. Wow. Fucking it, it just evolved over the years in, in terms of, you know, where I am now in this business, which um, it's very hard to explain what I do, but uh, it's very specific. Um, but yeah. You're like a networker guy. You connect people together and you I deal provide with services. You know, when people ask me what I do, I deal with people. And obviously, you have to have a certain type of network to do what I do. It's not like I just, just deal with. You know, no, you have to, yeah. Yeah. You have to have a black book, man. Absolutely. I always say you have to know, you have to know first off. I mean, number one, you have to know babies. You have to know babies. Right. And so a lot of what I do is, 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 you know, meeting girls in a lot of ways, but also like keeping relationships with people. Like if I showed you my phone, my phone is like, I don't know, man, 10,000 deep. It's gotta be right. But like, 
I still am friends with people I've known for 10 plus years, like, like you. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. Know? A couple a of weeks ago, I was working Jameson over a couple guys mm-hmm. that were in town and he just connects people that aren't even, right. that he's not even really involved with at that moment, but his buddies yeah, were in town. Like, right. can you hook him up? Yeah. You know, whether you, whether you make money off it or not, they are all relationships. Like this past yeah, exactly. weekend in Vegas, mm-hmm. uh-huh. you know, one, uh, a girl, beautiful model girl, right. She's there for a wedding, a wedding party. And like, there's six, like beautiful girls. And I make sure that if they want to go out in Vegas, that they get connected to the right people, right? The right people that give them the right type of treatment that, that, that they deserve. Cause they're probably the hottest girls like out in that club to be honest. Right. Yeah. So I'm sending them to the bosses and I'm like, yo, dance floor table, comp bottle, yeah. limo ride, whatever. You know what I mean? And I don't do that for like, I'm getting paid. I don't do it for money, but you know what? These girls understand that I am looking out for them no matter what. Of course, you know, and like I keep that very, like that type of thing. Like when when people need something, I don't mind if they reach out to me. Like obviously, like some people are wild with it. Well, they ask me, but yeah, <laughs> yeah you know I what I mean. Imagine. I mean, we talk that, about yeah, we but, talk about that a lot about relationships. Yeah, that's how you build relationships and you know the, the guys, the guys them, that yeah. send Jason, <clears throat> the guys that send Jason are you know with a baseball team, and you know when they travel, they they call me. They're like, "Yo, James, I'm in the city. Do you know anybody?" I'm like, "Yeah, I do. Yeah, I know someone. You know." Hey James, I want to get coffee in um Chicago. You know, you know a place? I'm like, yeah, I do know a place in Chicago to get coffee. You know what I mean? Like I know I have athletes come here in New York, and obviously the, 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 I'm the one that called, but they're like, hey, I need a driver. And I'm like, I know Carmelo Anthony's ex-driver. I can take care of you. Don't worry. Right. You know what I mean? Like, and that kind of stuff, I, I do <sighs> on a regular basis, man. It's just just the randomest things that I do. And it's not like, like I said, when people ask what I do, it's like, yeah, I'm a promoter, right? I go to clubs. I bring people. I bring people who spend money. But like that, a monkey could do. Yeah, you know what you, I mean? Yeah. What you do when is you way more than that. Yep. When you understand the nuance that of the things that you have to do, the relationships you have to have with the venue, with the with the the door person, mm-hmm. with the manager, with the owner, with the bus boys, with the waitresses, with the DJ. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you can have good relationships with all those people and you know that no matter what, if you're there, you're not your people would be taken care of, mm-hmm. whether that's your friend, your client, some babies, whatever, man. You just know. That's it. I love that. That's amazing. Love One time, man. Yeah, I love that. So now that we talked, you mentioned Marquee earlier, and you mentioned some smaller clubs. Well, James is a, was a known world traveler, and he, he, <laughs> this kid is like everywhere every week eating some shit somewhere I else. I love that. To the point where I was upstate visiting my family, and James <laughs> hits me up. He's like, yo, are you by this place? And I said, yeah. He goes, I'll be at your house in 15 minutes. That's amazing. <laughs> Dude. It was a 15 minutes. It was like the dead of winter. I remember that. It was, yeah. No, it was like either Thanksgiving Homer, or Homer, Christmas. Homer, Homer in New York, right? No, I was in and, um, Binghamton, New York. Binghamton. But you were heading oh, out to a homer, yeah, dude. It was a homer, New York. So, so w- yeah. what do you like better, a small two hundred person place, or you like the mega club? Yeah, that's a good I, question. I love small. I love small exclusives. Yeah, I lo- I tell people all the time. I love a place where I can say no to everybody. Yeah, I love it. Man. Yeah, man. I love it. The big clubs. I, we try to like, get everybody I, through the door. Yeah. I just love a place where you have to come correct. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I like that. You I can hate control it. A place where I see people I don't want to be around. Right. You know what I mean? Like that's that to me is like I'm not saying anything like you're not good enough, or whatever. No, not I at like, all. Yeah, yeah. I like seeing dope ass people that add value. Right. Mm-hmm. If you're a guy and you're out and you're not adding value, and that value could be anything, right? Then what are you doing? Now? You know what I mean? What are you doing? Now? You ain't spending no money. Stealing you ain't no girls. Girl. 
You ain't looking to fly. Yeah. You're looking to mooch. Right. You're looking to mooch. You're looking to like like just take, right? I don't. I recognize people who all they do is take. If you're adding value, you can fuck with me. I love if that. You're not adding value, yo. The bar is that way. I like that. I but like that's that. That's very. Yeah. That's very true. And I and I try to say that on this show, and I try to have say that and bring that up in meetings. I, there's such a difference between the mega clubs in the, in the smaller venues, sure. and I do prefer the smaller venues. Also, I prefer DJing Monday to Thursday more than I appreciate DJing Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Right. And it's not because it's it it's because of anything. It's just because I have a I can. Paint with different colors of paint. During yeah, when the week. you did when you did yeah. Rose Bar and the Blonde, like I mean, I'm sure you like that better than maybe like doing some big ass room, you know? Yeah, or, like you I'm kind of constricted to what I have to play in a big room. In a smaller room, I could kind of I could play around a little differently than I and I do in a main room. And I like to be a little bit more creative. In the mega clubs, I kind of got to just stick to what the 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 people in the club want to hear instead right. of creating a mm -hmm. vibe. You know what I mean? So so going on that in music. Besides Jason, give us four of your top DJs. I can tell you one. I was going to say right now. <laughs> oh, man. That's a hard one, man. I like. It's really weird. Like People <clears throat> people always think I'm a DJ because all my friends are DJs, you know? It's like, James it's loves like, DJ. I even, I even fucking look like a, I guess I look like a DJ right now. He's got like 18 DJs DJing his birthday party. I, I just yeah, saw that. Eight, eight on my birthday. Um, you know what? That's an interesting question. I mean, I love Jason. I've always loved Jason. Um, we've done mixtapes together and everything. Dude. Yeah, we've done. I could show you. Like, yeah, well, um, I you know, like I said, it changes all. It changes all the time. You know, like I fuck with I fuck with Equal a lot right now. Shout out to my boy Elliot. I love Equal. Crooked, dude. Crooked yeah. is in town. I knew you were gonna say Crooked. Crooked is the man, man. That dude. He is. That dude, it's my. Like, it's my guy. Hit. He's such a great that guy. That dude hits. You know, I love like I love the cleverness of like. Like Dexter Love and like Chris Bachman, I think they're dope. I think Rick is Rick Wonder is fucking killing it. Um, you know, like like all these guys I go back so long with, like like NVM, Nick, Neil yeah. Jackson. I mean, those are guys that I can always count on. Fresh is, you know, always the OG favorite of mine. Um, right now, you know, like you know Marty Marty plays coming up a little bit, and I've, I've been trying to help him like get to that like level yeah. where I think he could play uh, these certain rooms that I, that I'm in. Um, at Sapphires, I was really impressed. He's, yeah, and he's a very you sweet know. kid too, man. We had a great conversation. How, how do you get the sapphire belt? The championship <laughs> belt. How do you get that? Uh oh, he might be going to get it right now. He leaves it in the bathroom. Oh wow! Look at that, Look at that time. Yeah. Oh, at me, yeah. Wow, the no, championship like, belt, honestly, sapphire. This this came out this came out as just a joke. Honestly, it came out as a joke because like this is what you get for um like bachelor parties if you get the championship package, right? And you don't even get to keep it. You get to just wear it, right? It's like it's like a, a tiara sash for for a bachelor, bachelor. Right, right. Like male men get to do what, right? Nothing, right? Yeah. You put a belt like this on your. You feel like on. the man. You're, yeah, you feel like you're you in the WWF, dude. Yeah. So we re we recently had a uh, Brody Jenner DJ uh, Brody and a uh, Devin Lucian. Dope, super nice guys, man. They're, yeah, they're so fun. Yeah, we just both, had them here yeah both of them are so good. Yeah. yeah. They're so nice. Like, honestly, I wanted to hate Brody so bad. Oh, he's such a nice but, uh, dude. I've oh, known yeah, him for like yeah. 15 years <laughs> yeah. through Swayze and uh, a, Cisco. People think I have a big man crush. Yo, the guy is so nice. I, honestly, Super yeah. nice. Anyway, so so I brought the belt out because I was like talking to the manager. She's like, oh, you want to wear it? I was like, can I? I was like, all right. So I, I, brought it, I brought it out with me that night at Sapphire. This is two weeks ago. And then I was like, yo, Brody, you want it? You want to wear it? And he's like, he's, they all started to 
it just became a thing. I just passed it. Everyone, everyone's taking pictures. You know, it became a thing. Yeah. And then towards the end of the night, the manager's like, you want to keep it? I was like, I can keep it. I was like, I don't want to keep it. I was like, I don't, I don't want to keep it. I want to give it to Brody. I said, Brody, here you go. And then she's like, you want one too? I was like, absolutely. Hell yeah, right, dude. Awesome. That shit is sick. We both, had it. we both had it. And we just started texting back and forth. We're like, here's mine. Here's yours. We're the, we're the most <laughs> obscure places you can take pictures of the belt together. <laughs> the like, new tag team champs. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, exactly. dude. So he had it, he had it like in the, in the cargo, uh, car- cargo thing and like the airplane flying back to yeah, LA. Yeah, 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 that's like, awesome. Sick, dude. It's like, it's like next to his like suitcase and it's like this, you know? <laughs> That's awesome. Dude, I had so much fun. I went to see James a few weeks ago at Sapphires and, and it, it was fucking talk about a party, man. That was a yeah, man. fucking it's, party. It's crazy. And and honestly, um, today is the anniver- the eight year anniversary of the day we started the party. Wow. Oddly enough, one time. Wow. September, That's amazing. September September eighth, two thousand thirteen. Just shout out to the OG guys. Yeah, man. Uh Ruben Arnetta and Eddie Q, you know. Those those two started the party with me, um, with a few other people. But yeah, I'm the only one day one person starting. Uh, still there except for Gino, which you know the man. We had Ruckus um, on here a few a uh, couple of months ago, and we, we were oh, talking really? about the story yeah, that night see. that me, you, and Ruckus Super Bowl night, and I left my uh, polo. Uh, super exclusive sweater in the VIP room, and I got in trouble. And then, uh, what happened? Ruckus and I took Travi McCoy's sprinter out all night. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's awesome. Yeah, I've, I have so many. I have so many stories, man. From, from that. Speaking yeah, of stories, yeah. all right. Before I, we let you go, what is the probably one of the craziest things you've seen in a nightclub? I've seen one point one million dollars spent in a weekend in Vegas. I've <laughs> wow. seen twenty thirty two thousand dollars spent on a thursday in night in new york city um i've had crazy nights with celebrities that i can't really talk about no we don't but say names, yeah, we don't say names. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know man you know i think my life's just crazy period like if i i'm not saying i will write a book at some point but like the shit that i can see, the talk about on the side bro it's like it's amazing it's just wild it's what wild. i see on like a daily basis that i just forget honest i just forget i'm not i'm not trying to flex or whatever but like no not at all someone followed me around for like one week They'll be like, how do you do this? I've, like, I've, actually, be, I've actually done that. <laughs> I we, don't know. That's how we started I, like, this show. So, okay, so, so real recently, um, I had 11, 11 Miami boys in town. Um, I only knew one of them, Matt Nunez, and like they're all here. And those guys are hard. Like, I can only imagine. Like their prime time is five a.m. You know, yeah, like, their DJ is going at five o'clock yeah. in the morning. <laughs> they're like, we get ten k walkups at five a.m. And I'm like, and like we get off at eight. I'm like, dude, I'm in bed by four thirty. Like, I, I can't. No I don't, way. I, I turn I turn into a pumpkin, you know. Um, but yeah, like we legit went out Tuesday, Wednesday, and during those Tuesday Wednesdays, like between like Seville, Sapphire Thirty Nine, Little Sister, Marquee, like I went to Marquee for that, you know what I mean? Like because you know they want to go. I love I was Little like, Sister. Whatever you guys want, we dr- I drank five bottles of tequila in probably three days. Oof. But, and not not cheap shit like class azul like you know like reposado only you know what i mean like so wow. that that's and then i wake up every day and i'm fine like it's, it's and he's it's, at the gym bro he's working out in the court man i see you and and to me that's wild because that's not normal no you're not a normal man i'm not a normal man you're right we got one. I got one final question. This, sure. this, this is a loaded question. We really appreciate the time. This has been so amazing. Yeah, man. Thank you so much, James, for your time. So, what what direction as as New York being a 
a city where a lot of other cities follow suit in terms of music, in terms of the size of the clubs, in terms of bottle service-wise. What direction do you think nightlife will go in music-wise, club size-wise, and bottle service-wise? Well, I feel like, you know, you have one hospitality group that is, that is the, the King Kong in this industry. And so a lot of people do follow them, but I tend to work with the places that are more smaller, mm-hmm. more intimate, like um, they don't have multiple venues. And like, Old and those are, those are those are things teams, that yeah. I feel like are real. Um, I don't know. I wouldn't say like, you know, those are the trends that people want to go for, but like, it's just, I don't know. I just don't know how replicable those are. Whereas the, the bigger venues with the, with the signs and the, and the sparklers, those are the ones that people want to be like, because I feel like those generate money. Right. But at the end of the day, like, you know, you have people that go to nightclubs and you have people who don't who go to like more like downtown cool stuff. And I always tend to to go to more downtown cool stuff. And not I, that I, I, I don't like too. the big room stuff. I just feel like for me, if I'm not working in that environment, yeah. I want to be more low key, like whatever. And the music is obviously quite different as totally Jason different. knows. Yeah. It's it's you know, like I like I love like when I tell DJs like what to play in certain rooms that I'm in, I'm like, yo, find the dopest gay guy in the room and make him dance. Right. If you're doing Thanks. that, you're, that's 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 yeah. you're doing the right thing. Yeah. And I love that because if I want to go here like Drake, Migos, you know, whatever. I can, you could go almost go anywhere. Club, yeah. Yeah. Know? I can go in club. But if I want to hear like like Dexter, like plays like Roy Orbison, like you got it. You know what I mean? I'm like, what? The yeah. Fuck the kids do? You know, Chris yeah. Bachman plays some Hanson. I'm like, what? Mm-bah. Like some yeah. old you shit. I mean? Yeah, oh, yeah. We call that just, oh shit DJ. Yeah, just Crow always plays uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. He just plays it out, and I'm like, that's dope. Mm. You know, yeah. like I love that. That's I feel like that will that could also work in other cities if you can, you know, do that type of like mm-hmm. cool like room. It doesn't have. I mean, obviously, you're not gonna have the, the the models and all that stuff in 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 most cities. But like, if you can just do that and like have a good vibe and just curate it a certain way, I think that is the direction that like some places can go. Cause like you, you don't have a huge overhead. You don't have, no, no, you know, you don't need a production value. You just need like a dope room and a dope DJ mm-hmm. and then dope people will come. And that's what we're doing on Wednesdays here. I'm curating this party on Wednesdays and it's been fucking killing it, man. It's awesome. been a really dope come party. Up to Boston. Send, Let's go. Send, me, send me the Uber black. I'm there. Cool. And you in terms of bottle service, you, you think it's going to keep going the way it is or you think we're going to change? I mean, it's gotta make sense, right? Yep. You know, Very everyone, true. everyone, I don't know how they do in Boston, but like everyone up their prices up here. I mean, yeah. it's like not $800 for a bottle of Casamigos, you know, it's $1,900 for a bottle of 1942. It's, yeah. it's crazy, you know, it and is. some and a lot of people are paying it. I, I wouldn't pay it, but like, it's just wild that people are that thirsty or that eager to like, you know, be at a place that they are willing to pay, a, you know, a price like that. Well, it's you, not like you probably get that price in the smaller the exclusive spots easier than you would at a marquee, correct? Or big venue? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, those, you know, some of the commercial venues do have up, up prices, but yeah, I mean, you go to Casablanca, it's $800 for Casamigos, right? Yeah. Even Little Sister, which is a top group probably, it's $1,900 $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, for 1942. You know, so, um, like I said, I wouldn't pay it, but like people are paying it. And these minimums are just, they're going up. It's not like, it's not like $1,500 minimums are, can get you in a club anymore. You have to be like, 2k plus minimal to get a, a table you know because yeah. these clubs don't have they, it's like it's like supply and demand you know yeah like, yeah absolutely people yeah. are all willing to spend two twenty five hundred dollars like you got to have you got to start that conversation like it's it's like you got to start at that level otherwise don't like 
if I go to Casablanca because I have a client that really wants a table, I know for a fact it's going to be twenty five hundred out of three k, off the bat. Right. I love people, and I love that people. room too, man. That you was know, the old it's, sway it's, it's, and, and the funny thing is, it's not a room that's like a bottle service place. Not at all. It, it's just weird. But like, if you want to pay, if if you want in that room and you're not like to their whatever, you know, like people could just walk right in, right? If you know somebody or you look the part, you have to you have to pay that. But not only that, but they don't even take people like they don't even take tables like they don't know. So I have to vouch for every table I send them, and they have to know it. That's so like again. If you have 12 tables, right, or 10 tables on a Friday night, you have a line down the freaking block, like they can they can cherry pick who they want in terms of like who can, who can get a table. That's I what I always that, love yeah. at Rose Bar. If I want to sell mm-hmm. a thousand, fifteen hundred dollar table, I just open the door and I'm like, you guys want to do a table? No? Oh, cool. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I like, right. I'm like, they're to me, I look at them and I'm like, I, I take them if they do a table. Like, if not, cool, man, have a, have a good night. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, they, people don't need to like, like be desperate in terms of like i need your i need your money i need your money you know what i mean you know what i mean like it's not like that in europe anymore. i love that it's awesome james thank you so thank much thank you so for much time, james man. where, where can they where can they find you on social media uh james Kwong 42 that's h w a n g oh we'll really appreciate uh, that life is uh pretty crazy so people will be exhausted just watching my stories every day like that <laughs> it's hard to keep up with you man thank you so much for joining my brother right, guys i, love I you, really man. appreciate it james we'll see you uh, on the 16th brother you coming are you coming I'm co- maybe i'll bring jeff london with Ooh, me bro. maybe i'll come yeah <laughs> man one time what, james you'll wang see what, you'll see what i do i love it thanks james. thanks brother all right man thanks again james wang we fucking appreciate you being on the show i that appreciate was awesome. your friendship Hopefully we'll see you on the 16th of your big birthday bash. You got to get me a black tie, I guess, because I don't got one. <laughs> Maybe you can get me one of those shirts. Ooh. Ooh, tuxedo t-shirt. Tuxedo t-shirt coming in hot. <laughs> oh, man. Uh-oh. Breaking news from PNN Positive News Network with your host, Jeff London. All right. Positive news this week, which we never, which we do sometimes, but we never give ourselves credit. This positive news is our 25th episode. Me and Jason made it a half a year. Jesus. I love that. Half a year. Half a year of this handsome man. It's been pretty awesome. Well, we only did half a year because of you guys that listen to us play this talk this bullshit and enjoy it so we appreciate you so we owe all the credit to you guys and hurley shout out to hurley and hurley hurley's helping out but uh yeah shout out to bonnie kelvin that pushed us shout out to my co-host jason i mean it's been yeah, awesome jeff london and everybody yeah. at big night media we appreciate yes. and love you guys so much and and giving us this little platform that's amazing and so to, yeah to talk shit and it's been so much fun and we're gonna keep going that's we're on it. to 50 yeah. we're on to 50 one time uh, yeah Thanks, guys. Peace. Uh, make sure you check us out on the promoter. He's the DJ. You can find Jason. Oh, I went too fast, yo. You can check me out <laughs> at Jason Smith Music, y'all. And find me at Jeff London underscore. Let's go. Oh, Jeff London, DJ Jason Smith. He's gonna pay.